Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio. I am your congenial host, New York Vinny. We are live and in living color in the beautiful city of Seattle, Washington, where in some places it's raining, other places it's foggy, other places it's snowing. It's a science experiment out here uh, this morning. So uh, wherever you are headed, if you are headed in the environs here, of uh, Seattle or its uh, close neighborhoods, check the weather to see where you, I mean, not that you can do anything about it, even if you know the weather, but maybe you can be a little bit more cautious. Maybe you can keep aware of what is going on uh, ahead of you. A little preparation. Never hurts me pull my uh, chair up here a little closer to the uh, radio, which means that you can be shocked a little bit more by this uh, wonderful and beautiful face. I hope you had a good week. I know it has been a crazy week, so we will uh, do our best to entertain you uh, this morning and talk about cars and uh, the world of automotive and automobilia and everything that has gone on in the world of cars and mobility so that we'll maybe hopefully take your mind off of, for a little bit, uh, what's going on in the world out there, which is just a little crazy. It's been a crazy week. There's no denying that. Uh, No matter how you slice it, how you dice it, we've seen things that I don't think anybody ever thought they would see in their lifetimes. So we will uh, try to hold your hand and get you through that and with a friendly voice and maybe a joke or two and uh, the ability to, uh, you know, to come together as a community as we do every Saturday morning at 8, right here on KKNW, and of course, uh, on the World Wide Web at uh, Facebook, on Facebook Live, and all of our other uh, social media and streaming outlets, and of course, our podcast as well. Hope you're doing okay. Uh, listen, I know it's a rough time right now for people. Uh, I, You know, there were, I mean, I, I had moments this week where I didn't want to leave the house. You know, I really, and I'm driving a nice car this week. Well, I'll leave it up to Nathan here in a few minutes to, to ask me what that, uh, what the car is and do the, uh, hey, yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? But, uh, I, you know, unless you're driving a Sherman tank around or something like that, you certainly feel, uh, certainly at least uh, a little bit of anxiety around uh, the whole thing of, of leaving the house and, going out and between, uh, you know, COVID and everything else, you're really, uh, you know, you're kind of being a little suspicious, aren't you? Uh, being a little uh, nervous as you as you go out, you leave the house and you, you see people and you, you, you can't help but be at least a, a little bit in that space of friend or foe. And I hope we don't have to live our lives like that. I hope that that's not how uh, this great American experiment winds up. I hope that we have the uh, the faith and uh, the hope and uh, the continuation of a dream that says that 
there's, there's better than medieval times for us out there. That there's better than, um, you know, uh, the atrocities that we can commit toward each other. That there's, a, that there's still a space on the spectrum for people that are filled with uh, with love and caring and 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 want to progress and help people. I mean, I can't make any promises, but that's sure what I hope uh, to see out of this whole deal. Whether that'll be a reality or not, who knows. But it's not interrupting the car makers. Uh, they showed some new models off. We got some good spy photos of uh, some models in that uh, will be coming up here in the next year, two years. And there is a lot to be excited about when it comes to uh, to automobiles. And even if you're not driving a new car, even if you're, uh, you know, you're going for a, you're driving an old classic car, or even that 80s car that you've had sitting in the garage that you've always said, uh, you know, I'll get to it one day and make something out of that ride. That's still, uh, that's still a possibility. You know, that's the great thing about um, this, this car thing is that it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, a $30,000, $40,000, show car. You can go out there and, and, and shine the car that you're driving up. Make it look cool. Maybe buy a set of hubcaps at the uh, junkyard for it to make it look a little bit better. That's why I've always loved this uh, this hobby, this uh, this thing so much. Because sometimes it's it's you know just going down to the aid store. Well, I don't have those anymore. But going down to the uh, auto parts store, buying a little uh, you know the chrome extenders for your va- uh, for your tire valves. And a little car clock sticking it on your dashboard. So the car feels like you did something to customize it. And what does it cost you? A couple of bucks. So I think that that's, you know, one of the great things about this hobby, about this enthusiasm uh, about your car, is there's always room to improve your mode of transportation. And that's kind of a cool thing. I always think, you know, I think it's nice to, uh, even if you just get a can of wax and some 409 and you get in there and you clean it up and you make it look good, it seems like you've accomplished something in that space. Hey, good morning, Carol. Oh, my good friend Carol from Jackson Heights is listening uh, this morning. Oh, such an old friend. Uh, she lives, uh, she doesn't live in New York anymore. I don't live in New York anymore, but we keep in touch uh, via Facebook. And, uh, I mean, I've been friends with Carol for, you know, since I'm 18 years old. And it's just great to uh, to see her, her name pop up, as well as everybody who listens uh, or checks in on a uh, on a Saturday morning. I mean, you can, you can, Facebook. As, you know, for all the bad about it that we see, it's also, for many people, such a comforting place. You have the opportunity, if you use this thing right, to use it and, you know, keep it around for prob- 
exactly what they intended it to be, which is a way to keep in touch with people. Maybe even some people you never ever wanted to see again. But you can do it, you know? I know it's better. Listen, we all have a person on that, uh, on the Facebook page there where you say, oh man, I never thought I'd see him again. Oh lordy. Oh good golly. But they're there. And you, you know, sometimes it's good to know that somebody out there cares enough about you to drop a heart on a piece of paper or a, um, you know, just a piece of, uh, of a, you know, just a, a memory, a good memory of that person. Oh, it doesn't always have to be the greatest memory. You didn't have to, you know, climb uh, Mount Vesuvius with them or anything like that. All you got to do is remember a good time you had sitting in a park with them one day, drinking, uh, you know, drinking wine out of a paper bag. That's all it takes. Sometimes it's the simple things in life that really turn you on. What is turning me on this week in the world of cars? Well, uh, I think a, a, a big story, which I thought was uh, kind of quietly introduced, but yet introduced, uh, was the fact that General Motors has redesigned and redone its um, logo. First time that we've seen that since 1964, 65 used to be black with uh, the capital letters GM in it in a square. And uh, then they changed it to like a blue. And now they've gone, they've kept the blue, but they've changed the uh, lettering, the, the, the font used in the, in the, uh, in the logo so that it represents, as they say, um, a more... I don't know, or something that reflects more of who they are. Now, I think they want to be a company that is leading the way in the uh, electrification space. Um, they already, uh, you know, are getting there with their new battery platform and their aggressive program of introducing electric cars. We've reported on that uh, throughout the past weeks. And they have, of course, backed that up with some of the great um, vehicles that they have shown off. The Cadillac uh, Lyric, or Lyric, is, uh, looks like it will be a fantastic electric SUV. And will compete with uh, uh, you know, Tesla and other electrics on a toe-to-toe you know, -to -toe basis plug to plug basis, I guess, but it looks like it's going to do that, you know? I mean, we have to do something about the changing global situation. Whether you 100% believe in global warming or you don't 100% believe in it, even if it's 50% true, it's a call to action. It has to be done. We have to come up with some solutions right now. And General Motors is banking on the fact that people are going to buy into this and they want to look modern to do it, so they changed their logo. It's, um, it's not a major change. It looks a little different. The letters 
look like they're lowercase instead of uppercase. I mean, I'm sure that somebody got paid a lot of money to redesign this thing. And I don't think it's going to sell one more car. Nobody's going to look at that logo and say, oh, man, I'm going to buy a General Motors car because it has this logo, this little name badge on it, this little piece of America sitting on its fender. What I do think it will do is it will signal that the company has made a commitment to uh, going in a new direction. And for some people, I think that's a very important thing. Uh, I believe in what GM is doing. I think that they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're out there um, trying to, uh, uh, you know, trying to do something for the environment before they are forced um, by government regulation to do uh, what they have to do. And I think if you can do it like that, it makes a world of difference. I think this is where the automotive world, the automotive space is heading. And so it does my heart good to see them make the change and to change their logo around it in some small but yet some significant way means that they are serious about this. And I applaud them for that. So I think that's good. Uh, Mazda had some very good news this week. Uh, if you are a Mazda fan, uh, why did you become a Mazda fan? Uh, was it technological advancements? Was it just that you thought the cars looked good? Um, Mazda this week talked about their first EV uh, for uh, the American market. And it's going to combine the old and the new. Mazda's first electric vehicle will have a, um, a rotary engine as its range extender for their new MX-30 uh, compact SUV. It's uh, something uh, people have been asking a question like Mazda's that, that uh, are partial to Mazda's, much as uh, Nathan and I are. We love our little Mazdas, and this will uh, will come in to the lineup, extend the range, give you you know options of gas and electric until they can develop a, a longer battery platform, longer longer lasting battery platform. So good to see it's good to see Mazda. You're getting involved. You're getting involved with, frankly, uh, an engine that got a mechanical geek like me very interested in Mazda when they first started pushing those cars uh, out of ships uh, back in uh, you know in the, in the late 60s and 70s. The Weinkel rotary engine was something completely uh, different than what you were used to if you were a uh, a hot uh, hot rodder. You know, the idea of this one, you know, one Dorito-looking thing that would go around and around in its large cylinder uh, was, was radical. It was different than anything else you saw out there. And it kind of turned you on. 
And that's how I got interested in uh, the Mazda. And hopefully it will cause you to get interested in the Mazda as well. We have spoken often on this show of Apple and their in-out, in-out, in-out commitment to automobiles. And it looks like that Apple and Hyundai may have a deal struck to, um, to enter the market, to build a car together. I think uh, Hyundai and Kia are, if not the most exciting automobile uh, being produced today on many fronts. One of the top two or three. But it seems that Apple and Hyundai uh, are have gotten together and are getting closer and closer to rolling out autonomous driving vehicles. Which I think is exciting when you have two giants. I don't know if Hyundai would be able to get there without Apple. Apple would be able to get there without Hyundai. I mean, I think anybody is going to want to partner up with them because, uh, you know, they're such an innovative company. But if they're placing their name on something, Apple is, uh, chances are it's going to be a winner. So it'd be very interesting uh, to me to see what uh, how this all comes out. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We will come back. We have some more news about something. You know, I have been pleading and talking and hollering and screaming and, you know, doing everything, and my neighbors aren't happy about it, let me tell you. But um, there's one thing that I've said is going to come from uh, from this past uh, year and change of what I've been doing uh, here on this show, what I've wanted to see happen. And it looks like it is finally actually on the assembly line and getting ready to show up in showrooms around the United States. And it certainly made me happy when I saw this story. I hope it will you as well. So we'll do that. We have our uh, Yo Vinny coming up a little later in the show, our cartoon of the week. And some other cool stuff. So it is uh, time that we roll into uh, 2021 with the same excitement that we rolled into 2020 with. And look what that got us. All right, it's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Nathan is along for the ride right here on KKNW. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seatbelt snug, give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. The National Safety Council says 
Seatbelts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning. Sun is out. I repeat, the sun is out. Come out of your houses. Get in your cars. Go somewhere. Open up the sunroof. Turn on the heated seats. <laughs> live a little. Oh, live a little. <laughs> uh, yes, the sun is out at 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, it looks beautiful. I, you know, I love living here, but, man, sometimes, you know, not having the sun at times uh, can and will get to you. And we have seen that um, time after time. It does get to you. So it's awful nice to see the sun out and the sun up in the sky this morning. And actually, um, you know, be able to see it. To, uh, you can't feel it yet. I mean, it'll probably be, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning before you'll be able to feel it. But certainly... Uh, that the NFL uh, playoffs get started today, so lots of rumbling about. Just, you know, you you be able to go out, you be able to feel it at least a little bit. Take a walk out the crisp, cold with the sunshine on you before uh, the Seahawks game this afternoon, or several other uh, different things that are uh, going on that you might want to get out of the house for. Uh, before you watch your NFL playoff game. For those of you who have been with me on this journey since the 90s, know that, uh, of course, I do a lot of sports. Sorry about that. That's something, something was biting at my toes, and I, I couldn't find the, what was biting at me. I'm looking down, it was a piece of paper towel which got caught in my toe. Anyway... Uh, happens sometimes to the best of us. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, for, well, I'm, I've been doing this show for uh, a year and change now, and have been crying out that the size and cost and uh, sheer volume and mass and weight of pickup trucks has gotten out of hand. I mean, you walk into a showroom today to buy a pickup truck, and you're not walking out of there spending under 50000 bucks if you want to buy a full-size, um, you know, four-door pickup truck. Even if you want to buy a two-door pickup truck. You're going to get, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be cheap. And there's, uh, you know, every time you look at one, uh, the price points go crazy. Uh, you can't get, uh, you can get them in other countries, you know, kind of stripped down versions of different pickups. But the reality is, uh, if you go into a showroom and you want a new pickup truck with a warranty and stripped down seats and so on and so forth, you're going north of 50, and quickly. And 
you also have to buy this this massive, huge bulk of a pickup truck. And I have been asking the question time and time again, back and forth, is there not a smaller alternative? Where are these trucks that we saw in the 70s and the 80s that were smaller, uh, more compact, that handled better, that didn't take a city block up uh, every time you wanted to park one or two parking spaces, uh, that was just more manageable, but yet did the job of uh, that, that most people were going to do with a pickup truck, right? I mean, you know, most people that drive pickup trucks, if you're not in the trades, you know, you want something that you're able to uh, stick a kayak in the back of or, you know, or uh, groceries or maybe the occasional table uh, that you might go pick up or you buy at a garage sale. You want something along those lines uh, that you can stick a, a desk in the back of or turn a, uh, you know, a, 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 a easy chair or a recliner chair or something like that and put it in the back and strap it in and you're good to go. Uh, but yet sits up high, at least a little bit higher than normal. And there were great trucks that, that fulfilled that, um, you know, the Chevy Love. Uh, the little Ford, that little Dodge D50 that they had uh, put out for a while. And they all did the job so well. You know, a lot of them were stick shift. You get in it, you crank it over, start it up, and you you go. And you go to the market, you can go to uh, uh, garage sales or estate sales, or all different types of sales and, and uh, things on Saturday <clears throat> that you could stuff stuff in the back of there and drive it home and take it home and get the kids to help you unload it and fill up your garage with junk. It was probably the official truck of the hoarders. It was such a good, uh, a good truck. Well, those trucks have pretty much gone until now. Now, You've kind of flipped the switch. Ford is reviving. And I got to tell you, Ford has been very forward-thinking on this, uh, in, in this market, in this space of smaller trucks and reimagining what you can do with these trucks that you're that these, these trucks, these small utility vehicles that don't have a top on the back that limit them, but yet leave that space open for whatever you might need it to be. Ford is revitalizing a, uh, and, and bringing back out a name that really, uh, back in 1970, signaled a whole new era in car buying. A whole new era of 
1995. Now, why is that number so important? Because in 1970, it was the first American car that you could buy off a showroom floor for less than $2,000. The Ford Maverick is now going to be a compact, small pickup truck that appears to be a, um, a unibody, which means that there'll be no separation between the bed of the truck and the cab of the truck. It'll all be built as one piece. And that unibody will be laid down uh, on components and quite been able to um, to figure out exactly what's going to go under the hood yet or anything like that. But the concept and the truck is, is, is um, I think, going to prove to be wildly popular. It is, um, you know, nowadays, if you need a, a, a truck, if you own a house or a couple of houses, a couple of rental properties, whatever, you need a little truck. You need something that you can get in and, and throw stuff in the back and take it over to your house and do what work you got to do. If you got to haul a bunch of equipment, if you have to haul the kids' football equipment, if you have to do a whole bunch of these uh, husbandly items, even though you may be a wife or a husband, but, the, you know, the power tools and the lawnmower and the... And you know, and the, and the stuff that are that are the the essence of the chores that one might do on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's 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 right out there. Most of the time, you can't fit a lawnmower in the back of an SUV, do or nor do you want to. Uh, the Ford Maverick will address this problem. You can put two lawnmowers back there. You can go out and buy uh, four rolls of carpet and put them back there and throw them all back there and easily clean the bed of the truck out. One of the, uh, one of the best cars I've ever owned. One of the most practical cars I've ever owned was um, this 72 orange El Caminos. I mean, at the time, I, I had it here, I just got rid of it. And I, I, it was my personal car. I loved this car because it rode like a car. It was classy enough to drive it wherever I needed to go as a car, but yet... It had good pulling power. It could tow a boat. It was um, a comfortable. It, it, it sat like a car. There wasn't any, uh, un, I don't know, ungainly, un, unsightly, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Unsightly, um, 
you know, climbing in and out of it like you have to do with a pickup truck sometimes. It was easy in, easy out, had a lot of space, looked groovy. It was orange and black. I know we used to put it in all the um, parades back in uh, Mount Lebanon where I was living back in Pennsylvania. It was awesome. It was an awesome car. And it, um, because it was orange and black, they put it in a parade. So it became something that you didn't see every day. And I, I, I think America needs a, a vehicle like this. And you can certainly see that every time you, um, you, know, you go to a hardware store, people are sitting out there trying to stuff this stuff in the back of their car. They're looking around like somebody's going to come driving down the, uh, you know, the, the parking lot row with one. And you're going to magically put your stuff in there and go drive it home for you. Well, Ford's coming out with one. The Ford Maverick. Uh, details are sketchy uh, right now, but I've seen a picture of one on an assembly line. It looks... Really cool. I'm excited uh, and, and can't wait to drive one. And I think we'll, we'll make a difference for a lot of people. If you're, you know, if this is the type of vehicle that you need, you don't want to invest that kind of money. You don't want to throw in, you know, you want to have a small city hauler. I'll tell you what I think they're really going to be popular is with um, uh, the, the, the car sharing services. Uh, you know, like a, uh, what is it, the Turo or uh, a Zipcar or those different services where people will go and they'll rent the car for a few hours and take it and haul around everything they got to haul around and then put it back in the parking space. Great for picnics. Put your uh, put your stuff in the uh, in the pickup bed. Stick it in there, and go take two or three friends. Let somebody else can take a bunch more, and boom, you're at the beach. You're at the park. You have uh, the, the the cooler in the back of the car. You have sandwiches all done up, and you're and you're in there having a little uh, party to go. Perfect. It, it's it's what I call an action vehicle. So, Ford looks like they're going to be first to market with that. I think it's a spectacular idea, and I'm really excited about it. Anything I can do to help Ford sell one of those things, uh, I think it's uh, something that, and and I think it's something also that uh, Ford's been listening. Uh, We've had several Ford engineers on the show and we always ask them about it. Anything coming down the pipe? Anything happening on this? And you always get that sly no, no, haven't heard anything. Okay? And now here it is in in black and white. The Ford Maverick. So uh, uh, be looking for that. I think that's going to be an exciting uh, little truck. I can't wait to drive one. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, uh, but the E 
Mach, or the Mach-E, excuse me, the Ford Electric Mustang, is coming to the Northwest. We will be driving it uh, within the next few weeks. So I'm very, very excited about uh, driving what... Um, about driving this revolutionary vehicle. Uh, and I have a friend of mine who's a Mustang guy. And I'm hoping that he's around, Kirby Arnold. You might recognize the name. Uh, we've, we, you know, we wrote um, and covered the Mariners together back in the 90s and the 2000s. And he's written several great articles about the, uh, uh, about several articles about um racing and cars besides baseball he and i both share a love of baseball and cars and he's, he really owns a classic mustang he's been on a show he knows about mustangs much more than i ever will and i'm really excited to see what he thinks about the car and what his impression of this uh this great piece of uh piece of automotive technology is all about and I'm excited, too. I'm excited to see what Mustang owners think about this thing. And will accept it into their fraternity of Mustang people as a true Mustang. Or you just kind of, you know. Well, it's it's got a cool name, but it's really um, a Ford Escape with a Mustang grill. Very interested in seeing how that plays out. I can't wait to get it. They tell me which within the next couple of weeks. So uh, that will be uh, quite exciting too. And also um, some cheap news. Uh, the uh, the big cheap is on the way. We've talked about that, but the Grand Wagoneer was revealed this week. Uh, there are pictures all over the place online, and I'm uh, I'm really excited about seeing this one and driving this one. And it just looks like it's uh, you know it's one of those cars, you know, one of those vehicles. Uh, that I think Jeep was reluctant to get into. I don't know why, uh, but um, reluctant are they no more. And so the, they were revealed earlier this, uh, let's say, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Thursday. They revealed it. It was all over the Internet, and I think they're, uh, it, it, it's a good-looking vehicle. It keeps that Jeep DNA in it. Without, uh, you know, it stays true to that. While also really keeping them. So, that's the, um, sorry about that. So, I just lost my screen there for a second. So, that's uh, some of the exciting news uh, that, uh, that happened throughout this week. A lot of stuff going on. Things are picking up after the New Year's right now. Um, so, that's out there. But I think right now, it'd be a good time to do our car song of the week. And that is with all the electrics coming down the pipe, 
you can always remind um, our resident house band that keeps an eye on things in life. They might be giants out of Brooklyn, New York, to uh, to keep their observations going on everything. And they have a song. We played it last year, earlier last year. I wanted to give it a second go-round because there is so much. So in honor uh, of General Motors switching their logo, here's They Might Be Giants, an electric car. Come on and take a ride with me. There you go, electric car from They Might Be Giants. And that is our Saturday morning cartoon. Every week we do one. Hopefully that we can get you uh, get you a little music in these troubling times. A little music in the uh, times that uh, challenge us all. And leave you out of here with a, uh, a, a song in your, uh, on your lips. Or a song in your heart and a smile on your lips. How's that? Okay? All right. Nathan, is there a question you want to ask me? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan. Nathan, 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 Nathan. You got to see what I'm driving this week. It's uh, it's off the charts. I am driving a Mercedes-Benz GLE 63 W4S. Now that, now, that Nathan is a lot of letters and numbers. But what it adds up to is one incredible SUV. Um, it is, um, it's, you know, the upper end, obviously, of Mercedes G-Series. It's not the Jolanda wagon, but it's, <clears throat> it certainly is, uh, is a large, um, stylish, high-tech, rolling computer on wheels that also massages your back has mood lighting i mean you really you could that there's this car is like driving a dream i'm surprised that more people don't fall asleep while they're driving these cars it almost gets to a point of there's so much pleasure uh driving this car that you do start to wonder how people keep them in the lanes. But they have a lane correction system. How people stop them. Well, it has a safety uh, stopping system. How people won't back up over people when they're backing them up. Well, it has a system to stop you from doing that. It is such a, uh, a technically advanced, high... Um, high-pleasure vehicle uh, that also, by the way, cranks out about 500 horsepower. So when you hit that button for track, which you shouldn't hit on the streets, kid, but when you hit that button for track and you get that gurgling sound out of those uh, four exhaust ports in the back, you, you know you're on you're you're in and on a ride that isn't like much else out there. I mean, you'll see your uh, you know your GL63s out there. You'll you'll see um, 
you know, you'll, you'll see Mercedes SUVs, but when they say AMG on the back, when they have the honking big rotors coming out of the side on the disc brakes, when the disc rotors on this particular vehicle are bigger than the rims were on your first car, you know you're in for a treat. You know you're in for something that's going to be different than you've driven before. And whatever you expect out of this Mercedes, whatever I've expected so far, has been met and exceeded. I think the coolest thing about this car, and then we'll move on because I know we're going to be up against the clock here. Uh, I think the coolest thing about this car was last night I took my daughter shopping to uh, Winco. And we sat in the parking lot of Winco after we got back in the car. And there's preset modes for relaxing after you've gone into a store to, to, you know, to get something, to bring you back to a sense of calmness. And so we, so we hit the preset mode. We stood, sat in the parking lot for about 10 minutes and just let the seats do their thing. And between the music that was programmed, this wasn't, this was Mercedes-Benz program, not ours. Between the music that was programmed the exercises that it told you to do, the car worked you out. It took the stress out of being in the store. It was amazing. The connection that Mercedes-Benz is trying to form between the owner, the driver, the passenger, and the car is extraordinary. You gotta feel it, you gotta sit in it to believe it. Because you've never seen anything like this before. Unless you've owned a Mercedes. It really is um, phenomenal. And goes way past uh, the, I'm gonna get in the car and drive this down to the corner to the 7-Eleven to pick up a pack of cigarettes. It, it really, it puts that piece into place. And I always hear about, the, you know, the nanny state and this and that, and people want to go to the car. It really does feel like the car is trying to take care of you. That it's more than just something you drive from point A to point B. That besides your workout, And will we get to a point at some time when you'll buy a car because of how the car treats you as opposed to the, um, the feeling of um, how the engine rides, how the engine goes, or how it sounds, or how the brakes work, or the, or the certain feeling. It's, it really is something to be experienced. Read, read up on it because it's a very, it's a very psychological thing uh, that you get with this car. 
It's not just Mercedes-Benz is not just trying to put you in a car. Mercedes-Benz is trying to put you in a state of mind uh, by you driving this car to wherever you're taking it, to the supermarket, to the gym, wherever you go with this car. I'll, I'm going to do a, a little video on it uh, today or tomorrow about what the car does in regards to this, but I find it fascinating uh, to see how this car connects up with uh, the owner and and the passengers in the car. Um, fortunately, or unfortunately, I don't know how you want to put it, but uh, you know, my, my little girl was impressed with the car. She's not easily impressed. She doesn't get uh, jazzed like I do about cars. But in this particular one, she was like, oh, does it do this? Does it do that? Well, and it was really, it was something to see. So that is, uh, that's the, our, our, uh, um, it's not even a review. That's just the, uh, the accolades from the Yo Vinny. What are you driving this week? We'll catch up with a review next week. Uh, because we spent a little too much, a little, little more time on that than I counted on. Um, but it really is to see the the the, the things, and, and I actually want to get somebody on from one of the car companies to talk to us a little bit about this, to see the angle of how car companies are trying to get you um, personally attached to your car. Is really uh, an inch. I mean, I, I know that there's... You know, that, that, that it's been going on since the dawn of the gasoline engine, trying to get you for brand loyalty, uh, trying to get you to buy a car because it's a Chevrolet, because that's your dad's car, it was your mom's car. It was, but this takes it, this car, this Mercedes, to me, took it to a whole different level of, uh, in, you know, of, of trying to ignite brand loyalty. Almost a spooky level, if you will. And that you went out and you got in this car and that the things that the car did for you uh, to change your mindset was almost as if a psychologist or a psychiatrist was riding in this car with you. It literally tried to undepress you if you were depressed. It literally tried to make you happy if you were sad. It literally tried to change your mood. Um, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, listen, if it can make people smile more when they're driving down the street, I'm all for it. Puts a little out of touch with maybe the original intent of the car. But with the amount of hours that we spend in cars these days, I think this is the next wave that bears watching. All right, that is going to put it in the books for us today. We, uh, we thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we also encourage you to find our podcast at uh, Apple Podcast and Podcast One. And uh, really appreciate uh, the support. And you're listening to the show. 
Thank you so much for that. I will catch up with you Monday morning at 10 o'clock with Michael. Thank you so much to Nathan for making the show work so well, as he always does. And we will see you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise right here on 1150 KKNW.